0: milling around, I just let me just announce that today after church, that for those of you who are sick, you have pain in your body, you need a miracle, we're going to pray for you right back in the rooms back here. Or if you have someone in your family that needs either physical or emotional healing, you could stand in for them because we've been seeing God do tremendous works. We've seen the power of sickness broken over bodies, including cancers. So, we want to um, invite you to come back there after church. And also, this Wednesday night will be my last dream interpretation class. So, if you're interested in dream interpretation, you can come Wednesday. So you might see some unusual stuff going on here today up on the platform that you don't always see. We we have some artists. We have creators. We have fish tanks. But maybe some of it will become apparent while I'm talking because what I'm going to speak about today is the creative God, the creative hands of God, God as an artist, the diverse God, because we know in Genesis, we went through the book of Genesis a few years ago, and it said that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. He created men and women. But you know why God created men before women? Because he didn't want any advice. Watch out. Jessica, you might have to stand in front of me here. No, actually, the real reason was he wanted to give Adam a chance to talk before the woman. I can't believe I said that with three women behind me. But see, when God created the universe, he created people to be diverse. So many different different shapes, shades, kinds of people, nationalities, cultures. Did you know that no two out of billions of fingerprints in the history of the earth, no two have been alike? No two snowflakes are alike. Out of billions and billions, there are 10,000 different species of birds 900,000 different species of insects and 32,000 species of fish. And that's why we got the fish swimming around. You see the color that's under under the sea in places where we can't even see because God is the creator. It says in Romans that we know the invisible qualities of God by what, is un, by what is seen. So what, what you see tell, in nature, in creation, tells us who God is. And from what I see in creation, God loves diversity. But yet, in church, through church history, when it comes to worship, we've narrowly defined what is called worship there's a certain there's a certain music that we have called worship music which for some reason most of the time sounds white and middle class but we've ignored god the creator the diverse god you see there should be so much diversity and difference and uniqueness in creativity in what we consider worship. Worship shouldn't be about one style. Say, I don't care what church tradition says. Well, that's the way we've always done it. Jesus rebuked those who said, This is the way we've always done it. If there's anything that Jesus tore down in the New Testament, it's church tradition. Because God God wants us to really worship, and real worship is an expression of who you are. It doesn't mean that you have to fit into a box. Now if you love traditional forms of worship, if you if you love hill songs and and all the the different styles of worship, the last thing I want to do is, is to tell you there's anything wrong with that. You'll be blessed with it. God forbid that I would take you away from something that ministers to you. But what I want to tell you today is that you need to worship according to who you are in your creativity, based on your own background, based on your own gifts and talents, not try to fit in to what the church tells you worship is narrowly defined as. Pastor George always starts with a quote, so I, I figure I got a good one here. And this is from someone from church history named General William Booth, who's the guy that started the Salvation Army. And when you think of the Salvation Army today, you think in front of the grocery store on Christmas, those guys dressed like Santa Claus, ringing the bell, collecting money. Even though they still do good works today, they have drug programs and they help the poor. But it's nothing like what it was when it started out. The Salvation Army grew in 19th century England. And what they did is what Ephraim was talking about. They took the worship and they went out into the streets and brought the worship out there. And, and listen here, this is what happened to them. Because the, the bar owners didn't like what they were doing because they were getting all the drunks saved and the drunks stopped paying money. So the bartenders started a group called the Skeleton Army. And what they did was they disrupted the Salvation Army's meetings with tactics such as throwing rocks, bones, rats, and tar, as well as physical assaults on members of the Salvation Army. Ephraim, that's what I'm talking about right there, son. They said, We're going to go out. We're going to bring the gospel in creative ways. They weren't content just standing in a building and worshiping, but they went out to the bars, into the streets. People threw rats at them, people threw rocks. And you know what they did? They kept worshiping, and they were able to transform a nation. Whole neighborhoods started to turn to God. But when they went out, they didn't sing traditional church hymns. They, they used the styles and types of music that was common in society. And guess what they got accused of? This one minister confronted the general. He said, that music, that's demonic. That's worldly. And here's my quote for today from from the 1880 General William Booth why should the devil have all the best tunes that was his response and then here's what he wrote that I consider all music sacred when used with holy purpose listen to this secular music do you say belongs to the devil does it Well, if it did, I would plunder him for it, for he has no right to a single note of the whole seven. Every note and every strain and every harmony is divine and belongs to us. So consecrate your voice and your instruments. Bring out your comets and harps and organs and flutes and violins and pianos and drums and everything else that can make melody. Offer them to God and use them to make all the hearts about you merry before the Lord. And it's the same thing today. I've been accused many times of promoting rap music and rock music, and they told me that's demonic. That's worldly. If you want to do that, do it out in the street, but that doesn't belong in the church on a Sunday morning. And let me tell you something. The devil owns nothing under him and we're gonna take it back. We're gonna take back hip hop, rock music, techno, and we're gonna make hearts merry for God. I, I wanna I'm gonna ask Miguel to come up. I know we've heard him rap before. This time I asked him to do it hardcore. Why? Because I want to show you that this is worship. This, this isn't, I love you, Lord. This isn't a hymn from the 1800s. But it's just as much worship. It's just as much out of his heart an expression of devotion to his God.
1: Okay. Amen. Amen. Here we go. Numero cinco. Uh. Here we go. Come on, G. Up the head. Uh. Uh. Jesus, my Christ, my life, my life. Jesus, my sight, my might, and spite. My cross, my source, my course. suffer's lost, but we're still coming with force. God is love, love and his presence, his lesson, his blessing. I'm resting, protesting, confessing, break bondage, I'm blood bought. And Christ is my mediator in God's court. He provided, he's guiding, confiding. The one who turns the fire up that you tried in. I'll be honest, the head is for downfall. All saints, you know the angels always surround y'all. Always about my father's business. What is this? Relentless and godless, attacks on this great nation, just hasten, stop wasting time and make Christ your foundation, he came as an infant, now the infinite, think about your life, lay aside the sin from it, he's everlasting, LL, yon. he's blasting on with passion on, see he's the rose of Sharon come on, Jesus, my Christ, my life, my light, Jesus, my sight, my light, in spite of my cross, my source and my cross, suffer's lost, but we still coming with force. Jesus, my Christ, my life, my life. Jesus, my sight, my light, in spite of my cross, my source and my course. Suffers cross, but we still come over force. I told you, he'll hold you, he'll you. He's all true, I'm transformed and made new. So just break through and be whole, be free. It's the Trinity, it's God's ability. Not by my strength, not by my might. It's God's fight, it's God's light, it's God's sight. So stop fighting, let's keep our eyes right and focus. He broke this, so never stay down and think that it's hopeless. Re- fire, your desire for fire, retire, to and hire, no empire. You no can oppose what God chose just for lost souls? His blood shows. God knows that those that are in is God's commission, the vision, the mission, lost souls with fishing. I'm beginning to blow with this wind and voicing. His world with boldness, no sinning, rejoicing. Jesus, my Christ, my life, my life. Jesus, my sight, my might, in spite of my cross, my source and my cause. Suffers lost, but we're still coming with force Jesus, my Christ, my life, my life Jesus, my sight, my might In spite of my cause My source and my force. Suffers lost, but we're still coming with force My redeemer, my mediator Creator, evil hater Who's greater? I pray to the one and only Won't leave me lonely The phone that he owned me And it's God who told me Die to yourself so that I can flow through Use you, use you. Who in this world will walk you and he knows when you're crying and sighing. Thugs dying for a piece of the pot. The frying, the anointing is reaching and teaching. Speaking and Keeping and preaching, he's a prince and the savior. It's major, his favor is keeping you safe from danger. When the brother in Christ Beseech you, be true. We too struggle to read through, to see through, like we through these devil's devices. The prices that will be lifeless, a crisis to be priceless. Chose us, hold us, and mold us. You told us, own us, control us. You own us, we're chosen. He rose in three days, he's holding keys. This golden, I'm hurting and searching, I'm certain everything that I need is inside the no curtain. He's releasing from my heart some peace and the reason. 320 Ephesians. Jesus, my Christ, my light, my light. Jesus, my sight, my light, in spite of my cross. My source and my cross, suffer lost, but we're still coming with force. Jesus, my Christ, my light, my light. Jesus, my sight, my light. In spite of my cross, my source and my cross, suffer
0: slows, but We're still coming with force. Amen. Hey, why'd they turn it off? I was just getting ready. Here we go. Ready? Heaven's not a vapor and God's not a cloud. He's a physical temple on the top of a mountain. Heaven's not a vapor, and God's not a cloud. He's a physical temple on top of a mountain. Okay, that's it. Cut it out. See, when I do that, all the hip-hop guys start running out the door. That's what jealousy does to people. How many of you believe That rap or hip-hop, if the person who's doing it is holy, is holy music, and it belongs right here on a Sunday morning in the presence of a holy God, just as much if we got the hymn book out and said we're going to sing number 10. And they always did verses 1, 2, and 4, never 3. Why was that, Alice? Oh, they didn't like verse 3. See, so God is a musician, and even worship is an expression of the music of heaven. But how many of you know God's also a poet? That another form of worship is poetry. If you don't believe God's a poet, listen to this from Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 8. Ah, I hear my lover coming... He is leaping over the mountains, bounding over the hills. My lover is like a swift gazelle or a young stag. Look, there he is behind the wall, looking through the window, peering into the room. My lover said to me, rise up, my darling. Come away with me, my fair one. Look, the winter is past, and the rains are over and gone. The flowers are springing up. The season of singing birds has come, and the cooing of turtle doves fills the air. The fig trees are forming young fruit, and the fragrant grapevines are blossoming. Rise up, my darling. Come away with me, my fair one. You know who wrote that? God. He wrote it through Solomon. But the Word of God comes through the mind and the heart and emotions of God through man. It the Bible did not come through the mind of man. It came through the mind of God, and that makes God a poet. And poetry is just as much an expression of God and worship as as singing or choirs. See... So, When somebody does poetry, a a child of God begins to release poetry. It's not coming from his own mind and heart. It's the expression of God, the poet, working through them. So we got some demonstrations here. We're going to start off with birth. See... Often you might hear Bert doing some freestyle. but I just, I just want to proclaim today that what he's getting is not cute sayings that he's making up, but God rises up in his spirit, and you're hearing the heart of God expressed through him.
2: Thank you, Lord. If you can use anything, Lord, use me. How many want to be used by God? You know, it doesn't matter what you do. He can use you too. Listen. Lord, right now I just ask you to speak. I haven't had time to write these lyrics down because it's been a busy week. But I know that I stand here humble and meek, wondering who is the soul I should seek. But it's all about you, Lord, put me out of the way. I just want to open up my mouth and always say what you want me to say. Don't let people get led astray, let them walk in your way. If I'm a stumbling block, remove me. But if I'm not, let me praise your name, Lord, use me. And as you use me daily, I just pray and say, Lord, just have your way. Whether it's singing or rapping, clapping or dancing, I just want to be the romancing of your eyes and your heart. Let me be a part. A brand new start. If you can use anything, Lord, use me. It's amazing. It doesn't matter what you do. If you offer it unto God, He can use you. You can be an artist, you can be a singer, you can be a rapper, you can be a dancer. But God's a poet, you know? Because He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. Lord, I praise your name wherever you are. Everywhere I go, you're right by my side. Every time I look in this heart, you're inside. And when I open my eyes and I see people in the streets, I say, that's a person my Lord Jesus Christ must meet. I'll do anything I have to to get the message across, because i tell them one thing, Jesus Christ is the boss. A lot of people may not understand that when I'm walking on this land, I'm always holding on to his hand. If I fall, he gonna pick me up and shake me up. Say, Bert, you know what? I don't want you to break me up. Don't mistake me up. This is true facts. What I'm talking about is Jesus Christ. The one that rose and he's coming back. Looking for a perfect church, looking for the blood. He's hovering from up above, just trying to give you some of his
3: love. I need my saints to intercede
2: because I don't know what's going to happen right about now. Listen, you've been sitting in church for a long time. You're wondering, why am I here on a Sunday morning listening to this brother rhyme? Don't you know that all the time, Lord was trying to speak to your heart and you're still crying? But it's still crying inside. You got to come before him. Because he's the only one that can wipe away all of your sins. Forget about your past. It's the past. It's all gone. Right now it's just you and Jesus Christ. And it's on. You got to change your life right now. Might be a good chance to say, Lord, here I am. Make me rap. Make me dance. If you have to, you can make me sing. But if you sing a song to him, sing of the king of kings. Because he's the king of the Gentile, and he's the king of the Jew, and he's the king for you. That's right, he'll always help you break through. There's nothing in this world that my God can do. So hey, just raise your hand, say, Lord, it's me, you can use.
4: Pastor asked me to share a piece that, um, you know, with y'all guys about poetry and everything. Like, I was like, yeah, let's go. And then until I got home and I started writing, I was like, man, I don't even know what to write. <laughs> um, you know, and um, it wasn't up until about two days ago when I woke up in the morning, I was just angry. I mean, I'm pretty sure other people wake up the same way or whatever. And I was angry. For most of my life, I've battled with, like, insecurities, feeling always like I'm not worth it, I'm not good enough, I don't look good. You know, I'm not worth anything. Nothing good should ever happen to me or nothing like that. I can't be used. You know, why am I here? And I just felt like giving up. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to come to church no more. I didn't want to do things. And I'm up here, you know. I'm no different from y'all guys. So what I chose to do was write what I felt in my heart, what God led, led me to write from my heart or whatever, what I was feeling. And um, the title of this poem is called Wilted But Given. And it starts off, I'm angry and alone and I've waited anxiously by the phone for that one phone call that would help me get by, but it never came, and the pain would never subside, and the tears kept flowing, and no matter how hard I tried, I could never get past the lies. I tasted loss and felt defeated. Some days I wish that God would just take my life, hit control, alt, and delete it, restart it. Back to the days when I was a child, so I could rewrite all my wrongs and make my mother and father proud. I always felt worthless and never needed. I used to hate the name Jesus. Where was I when my heart was beaten and mistreated? Where was he when I felt lied to and misleaded? Did he hear my cries? Did he hear when I begged and pleaded? Was he there when I did right and my shorty cheated? When I praised and he promised to mentor me, but all he sought to do was correct me. When I tried to fit in, but they clicked, was too cool so they'd rather neglect me. I had a right to fight. A right to be angry. A right to be nasty. I had a right to steal. A right to brag about the next chick. A right to leave their hearts broken. A right to leave their wounds open. A right to get even. A right to sow my seeds and then leave them. I had a right to sin. Isn't that how we justify life? Isn't that how husbands justify mistreating their wives? Isn't this how children justify disrespecting their parents? Isn't this how we look at God when the real problem is a parent? When we think hours of makeup can cover up the way we view our own complexion or reflection in the mirror, we'll skip and miss dinner just to look thinner than our sister on Sunday. Buy all the Gucci and Prada, that worry about our kids some other day. We'd rather kill ourselves so that our friends can have everything they've ever hoped for than walk past the homeless and act like they don't deserve more. Another chance, another day, another dream. But isn't that why Jesus died on the cross for you, you, you and me? So that we would have salvation and a better chance at life. So that we would have a true relationship with the Father instead of a cloud to follow. I never would have thought that Jesus would mold and create a man in me or that he would take my scars and all of my fears and turn them into testimony so that I could stand against my enemies. Whether criticized or ridiculed or judged and painted as a fool, I will lift my hands high and praise you because that's what I was made to do. And when the punches come too hard and I feel like I can't take no more, I will show more love. Until my knees touch the floor. When I'm scared, I can hear you sing to me. And when I feel as though I can't sing back to you because I feel like I'm worthless or I feel like I'm not a winner. Every day with you in my life, I know that I'm the winner. I've chosen to turn my life around and look at the blessings instead of the curses. The truth inside of the book instead of the verses. And even though I'm so far from perfect, it's enough to wake up every day. For once, living life knowing that I'm worth it.
3: Thank you.
5: I want to love with the love God has given me. The love that sets captives free. The love that's made perfect for just you and me. That love that once it it comes near, it abolishes fear. Yes, God loves, hates, fear. I want to love with that love that's so passionate for his people. That helps me see that we are all equal. We have no right to think we're more righteous than one another. It's a shame the way we gossip about our sisters and brothers. I want us to want that love that continues to open our eyes, to see all the riches and glory he has for us through our lives. That love, that love should be in our center of everything we do, everything we say. It's for us to grasp that love and give it away. There's just something about that love that even in our messes, God is still relentless. The power in that love. Once we walk in that love, there's nothing in this world that can hold us down. God's love is always here, always legit. The question is, how bad do you want it?
0: Maybe some of you have the words of God in you. Those of you who are poets, those of you who write, did you know that that comes from the mind and the heart of God? And you need to also begin to step out in your gifts. See, God is a hes a musician. He's a poet. But God is also an artist. He's a designer. He's a craftsman. Just look at the way that he made you. Just look at the way he made the universe, the mountains, the seas, with such greatness and glory. With with such beauty and creativity and diversity. See, God is the ultimate artist, and that's why we have this demonstration today. That's why we have people here doing art and creating, because what are they doing? They're worshiping God. That's their expression. That's their offering to the Lord. And I hope after the service you'll come and look at what they're doing because not only is God the designer and the creator, but I'm going to read from Exodus 35, starting in verse 30. Because God had told the Israelites to build a temple. So here's what he said. Moses told the Israelites, The Christians should be the one to create the greeting cards the perfumed, so that we can release the scent of heaven. If you've got any creative calling, not just for church, but for out there in in the world, I'm going to ask Alice just to release over you right now the spirit of creativity.
6: Praise the Lord. Lord, first we want to thank you, dear God, for creating us as individuals, dear God, and giving each of us, dear God, something special and unique dear Lord, Lord, I ask, dear God, that those desires that you've put in our hearts, dear Lord, if it is designing, singing, worshiping, whatever it may be, dear God, that you, dear Lord, just let us open our hearts and minds, dear Lord, to receive more ideas from you, dear God, to receive the courage, dear God, that we need to move forward, dear God, in that calling, dear Lord. Lord, I ask that you pour your anointing upon us, dear God. Lord, that what we do, dear God, with the gifts that you've given us, dear Lord, will bring honor. And glory unto you dear lord lord that we may give it back to you dear god as a gift dear lord that we may render it unto you dear lord lord i ask that you use us dear god that you use us dear lord to the fullest of our capabilities dear god lord i ask if anyone is holding back because of fear or doubt dear god i ask right now dear god that you empower them with your holy spirit that you dear god take control dear lord of the heart and the mind dear god and that they may freely Freely do that which you've called them, that they may freely walk in the purpose, dear God, that you have given unto them, dear Lord. Lord, I ask that you spiritually mold and take these ideas, this creative being that you've put in them, dear God. And they may bring honor and glory that the world will desire what they have, dear God. That the world will look upon the church and desire what the church has, dear God. In your precious name we pray, amen, amen. Amen. See, what God gives you is not only for a, a church
0: service, but out in your job, out in your career. God, the Creator, lives in you. God, the artist, the poet, He wants to bring you to a new level. And not only is God a poet, an artist, a musician, He's also a dancer, How do I know? Because in Zephaniah, it says that God rejoices over us with singing, and the word rejoice in the Hebrew means to wildly spin around. Did you know that that's when God sees you? He wildly spins around, that He is the Lord of the dance, that He dances over your life, and David, he had the heart of God. Because when he, was, when he rejoiced, when he celebrated, the Bible says he danced with all of his might. And do you know what happened? His wife came to him and said, Wow, you look like a fool. You look undignified dancing like that all crazy. And you know what David said? I'm going to be even more undignified than this. Because David didn't care what people thought. He wasn't going to let anyone limit his expression, his creativity. And some of you need to get more undignified in the presence of God. So let's worship God with the dance. I was going to dance too, but Pastor George told me I was overly Caucasian. What does does that mean? I guess that means I'm out of the dance ministry, Alice. You see, the purpose of all of this, the reason I went through everything today, is because I just want to show you that when you... When you're here, worship is more than just what church has defined it. It's whatever you are, whether you're a dancer, a poet, a singer, an artist, a photographer, whatever that is for you, we want to bless that in you right now. But not only in church. See, last week when, or two weeks ago, Pastor George spoke about the evil that's been overtaking the earth, the greater level of darkness. In, in arts and entertainment, in business, in education, in the family, in media, in politics, it's getting more and more evil, darker and darker. And that's why his message, that we need, how we need to trust God no matter what, but let me give you part two of that. The, the Bible gives part two of the solution. The number one is that we trust God. But here's number two. We're not going to tolerate the end. Explode. He wants you to take over industries, big business. We want to take back movie theaters, nightclubs, and give them all to burden and Alice. I'm tired of keeping God in a, in a building I don't care how big the building gets I want you to go home I want you to go in your school I don't if you if you haven't been successful in school up to now whether you're a child or an adult we're going to pray for you today and you're going to go back and the spirit of wisdom, the understanding of literature, mathematics and science, that anointing is going to come upon you because the God who created it all is in you and he knows everything. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come. Can we play that crazy rock rock stuff that you played before? We want to box. I'm going to ask everyone to stand, and as they're worshiping, here's what I want to do. If you have children that have been struggling in school, Or they're going to a new school. Or you as an adult, you're about to go to college. Or you've been in college and you've been struggling. We want you to get your kids. Go back there. Bring them to the altar. We're going to pray and this is going to be the best year they ever had. They're going to do ten times better than anyone else in the school. So I'm going to ask the prayer team to come. And everyone else, your kids are not going to have one more failing year. This is going to be the year that we release the power and anointing of God. If if you know God's called you to go back to school, you need to be up here because we're releasing the ability to understand literature, mathematics, science. So just for whoever's come up as we worship, I want to release the prayer team. Just begin to release that Daniel anointing right now. Every matter of wisdom and understanding. Understanding and knowledge of all kinds of literature and learning. Not just the Bible. You're going to go back to the your school. Your kids are going to go back to school. And they're coming to a new level. No more failure. Because the God of all knowledge lives in you. So everyone else, let's just worship the God of rock
3: and roll.